Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? This is the Hey My Man podcast, episode 138. This is Dave. This is Ben. So we had an interesting week. Let's I, Before we talk about the event that we just had, the Rats at the Rose event at Wild Rose Brewing, I want to ask you about your experience on uh, WJOB, like what led up to it and how that all transpired. Uh, Jed in the morning, WJOB, 12.30 a.m. What happened was um, through a series of emails and friends emailing and, and bothering him, uh, he, he said to contact him, so I contacted him, and he couldn't have been cooler. He was basically just like, oh, I, I, I've heard some of what you guys do. I love it. I like your enthusiasm because I was all, when I type, I put nothing but exclamation marks. <laughs> it's just exclamation point, exclamation point. So I just put a bunch of that stuff, and I said, hey, can we come on and just um, – you know, we do we do kind of what you do. Can we talk about it? And it, it was, I mean, it couldn't have been more simple. He was just like, come in tomorrow at uh, 6.45. Just to give credit where credit's due, one of the listeners set this up. Yeah, so yeah. So, like, and then he told you, like, hey, I, I went ahead and did this on your guys' behalf. Now take it from here. And yeah. he just basically opened the door for you, and then you followed through. Yeah, it was Santos, which was crazy because I had, uh, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you can see me interacting with him a lot. Uh, I had tweeted J-O-B several times. And their producer and uh, Jed in the morning a little bit. Just like things here and there about being the voice of the region and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was always crickets. And then Santos was like, hey, man, I asked him how come he doesn't have you on your show. You're having an event. Like, what's up? <laughs> like, and, and I was like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of what I think, too. So uh, he he kind of set that up for, yeah, he was, uh, he was the Tinder to Jed and I's date. I, I guess I just, I, I wanted to clarify for people just to pull back a little bit of the curtain they made a the video of the audio yeah that was your, a surprise to me i didn't know that was going to happen of your uh your I back and forth dress nicer available on on the internet yeah so i've been some, tweeting it out like a madman somebody had mentioned that hey like he, he didn't look too interested in what you were what you had to say i do the same thing to ben all the time and ben does the same thing to me not not so much but i'm running the i'm running the computer and i'm doing a bunch of stuff at the same time so um, so well, I pick my nose and I do stuff like that to be fair. And I, you know, look at Twitter and no, I'm just, I, I do less important things than you do while not paying attention. I'm just saying that. So it seems like, and it's hard I mean, people are listening to the radio and they think like, you know, the guy who's running the, if you're running your own board, especially it's hard to be engaged eye to eye. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that people don't understand is try telling somebody a funny story when they're not looking at you, even though they're listening. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. preoccupied because they're writing down notes. They're taking in, in information. Maybe they have another producer giving them notes on the guest mm -hmm. or maybe they're getting ready for a commercial or maybe someone's sending them a note. Hey, this person's on the phone, whatever the case may be. Um, so there's a lot of multitasking that goes on and it, it may appear that, um, a, and maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was bored with your story. But I'm just saying yeah. in general, it wasn't I the know, best story I've ever told. Uh, <laughs> his defense. I, uh, I I just wanted to throw that out there that like sometimes it, things may seem different than what they feel. Like well, when I you're think, listening to the radio, you don't know what's going on in the studio unless there's a camera there. Obviously. I think the the video in in radio booths is 
not exactly a new thing, but it's newer. And um, we certainly don't have to contest with that. But a lot of times people that have done radio, for, and he's done it for a long time, people that have done radio, you, you realize that it's what, it's, it's what comes out audio-wise that matters, right? So you and I can have this conversation, and you're looking at your computer, and I'm looking at my phone, and I'm pouring a beer and, and all these things. That doesn't, that's, that, 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 that almost gets left on the editing floor. Like, people don't hear that. Right. So someone who's done radio for a long time understands that, so they conduct themselves accordingly. So he's writing down things, probably for the guests coming up. Don't forget mm-hmm. to mention this. Uh, it's at Wild Drills. Probably writing down Wild Drills so he mm-hmm. so he gets it right next time he says it, you know, or whatever. Uh, so he was writing and multitasking a little bit, but I I didn't take it that way at all. Not to mention the fact that I go through life always assuming nobody <laughs> likes me anyway and doesn't want to talk to me. Someone can say, "Come on the show, it'd be great. We'll talk about it." And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Somebody asked him to do it. Well, they don't want it. you know what I mean." So I I never. I immediately noticed when I was watching, like right away, because I remember when you first came here and you would tell stories and you would, I would hear your stories start tapering off and they would be, they would, you would come in like full bore and then all of a sudden (laughs) your story would sort of peter out. And then we would talk after the, the podcast. Sometimes I would just edit the story completely out or, you know, we, you would say, Hey, you know, I would say, Hey man, your story was strong. Like what happened? You go, I just felt like you didn't think it was funny. So it just, it, it gave me less oomph to carry through with it. And then I, I wasn't full on board with the story anymore and it just sort of fell apart. Yeah. And that, because you're looking at me expecting that I'm going to laugh and it's not that I don't think it's funny. And I had just been doing it a little longer than you and at here at this podcast. So I knew in listening to other people, the very little amount of time I do that, (laughs) that, um, you sort of have to play to an audience that isn't there. There's no laugh track there. I mean, some, you will elicit a laugh from me at points when it gets relaxed and I'm not doing any too much other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But um so I just I just wanted to clarify or, or just like I said, pull back the curtain a little bit and explain that uh there's a lot of times we're both in here writing notes or looking at our phones to try to uh, find something the next thing we're gonna be talking about. Well it's so, a weird thing too because like if you're it just and if you're just uh am I over modulated something yeah, buzzing? Okay. I, I think it's a little uh, back hot. Up. It's That's a little fine. hot. Uh if 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 you're just sitting there with your buddy at work and you guys are at the coffee pot or water cooler, what have you, and you're telling them a story and you're going, listen, here's the thing. I don't want a good-looking dental hygienist. I just don't want it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want a good-looking chick looking at my mouth. It makes me feel self-confidence. And that guy's looking down at his watch or his phone or just not paying attention. You're going to go, why is this guy being rude? It is an absolute different animal. A lot of times when you tell stories, we're, what would you say, three feet from each other? Yeah. A lot of times when you tell stories, sometimes I close my eyes and even listen because... Um, just I'm just only focused on the audio portion of it. You know what I mean? Right. I know that, and it's funny because when I watch it, I watch a little bit of the video of the interview. I'm throwing my hands around like an Italian at dinner. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like mm-hmm. th- like talking like this. Um, and I think I was doing that because I wasn't as comfortable with him. So I wanted him to know. You know, right. try to express yourself with your hands, but you and I have been doing but he it wasn't so long. watching, so it didn't work. <laughs> no, no, I was trying to get it. I was actually throwing things at him. I was throwing little paper wads that I had made, uh, like it was in Scott school. But you told me like there's other things. Again, there's other things going on. There's a, there's like two other producers, the video camera oh, person, yeah, which you sure. hadn't expected. No, so not, uh, not no. no. I'd been up all night. Again, I I hate to uh, to take a little bit of the magic away, but um, you know. I'm wearing sweatpants right now, unfortunately. That being said, I did bring my rider. People think we're dressed like Dumb and Dumber right now, but we're not. Yeah, yeah, no top hat at all. I have my pajamas on, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was fun. And again, thank you to them for for letting us come on. And it it reaped some benefits. I thought we had a good showing. 
Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. So let's talk about the event then. Let's talk about move it. on to uh, this past Saturday. We did this. Uh, you said that like it was therapy. Like, let's talk about how how the, how, are, how are things between you and your mother? How, this, was, how was your Rats at the Rose event? The Rats at the Rose event, which I, I think you feel the same way. Like, I'm so happy to have it behind me <laughs> because it just was like mentally taxing as it went along, even though I really didn't put that much into it. I mean, for you, it was mentally taxing watching you do a lot of work. I don't know why Aaron, it seemed like so much work, but God, it just did. And I don't feel like I did half the work that Harvey Woodlawn did or mm. Joe did. I just, yeah, I think I think when you're when you're ceaselessly ceaselessly promoting something, and and then you're also on a, I was on a weird work shift, so I hadn't slept really, and just you want everything to go well, uh, so it is emotionally taxing, you know, just running around like you you want it to go without a hitch and you want it to go well and then as a result like a, like a frazzled housewife that's cooking dinner you run around saying like oh these potatoes are no good and everyone enjoys them you know what i mean everything was fine but you're supposed to say oh no it wasn't good and they're supposed to say it was i good. think that um so ultimately what happened is, is we went up there we did a couple minutes up front uh introduced the fig beats they played like an hour and then we came back up great set we, we did a uh we did a contest or a game. Uh, yes. Suicide Girls. Which was fun. Or pinball machines. We had two uh, volunteers from the crowd compete against each other to decide when I called out a name, was it the name of a pinball machine or the name of a uh, suicide girl? Mm-hmm. And uh, it went over great. I thought it was fun. It was did you like my fun. props? I mean, did you see the production yeah, quality of yeah. it? <laughs> like, I spent a lot of time it, with glue sticks. It, <laughs> I had craft paper out <laughs> and glitter. It, uh, it was a little bit almost frustrating when you would say the answer was a suicide girl or a pinball machine and we would just sort of move on to the next one right sort of felt like people couldn't see mm. like they were just taking you as at your word right but i was like you don't have to take him at his word he made visual right. aids so they might have even got a little wasted I, I think the thing is uh again we talked about there was tvs above we could have we could have had a clicker and actually just showed them on the tv above us there's next so many time. things we could have done time. Uh, but for our first, uh, attempt at it, I, I mean, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. Every other person I talked to literally came up and said it was just a perfect amount of a bunch of different stuff. Like it, it like when you, yeah. you were like, okay, that band was cool. Boom. Hit with a completely different thing, which was the podcast yeah. Harvey reading. And then, um, you know, the, the photography was awesome. Yeah, Joe so, did a great job. And he was uh, taking more pictures, and so was Harvey during our event, which are up on our website, our Facebook page. Harvey so. at Harvey Woodlawn and, and Joe at Damaged in Transit, which is at capital D-I-T underscore, underscore photo. You find you find us, you can find him. He did a great job of taking photos, as did Harvey. Both of them did amazing. And he had a table set up uh, with all of his with his work. And I tried my best to everybody that I saw that, that was from the podcast or not that came in to say, hey, go check out his table because uh, it's, it's just a really cool thing. I mean, uh, one time or my band, we went on and we probably played. I mean, obviously we played for the longest. But other than that, everything else was very, uh, you know, the main entertainment act should be a, a bit longer. But other than that, like you said, everything was had it had its due time. It was like a potpourri blend of oddities. Yeah, it went off without a hitch. Absolutely no no issues. There was one issue, I will say, that like Did Fuzz you, get too aggressive with you? No. I met Fuzz. Fuzz is a great dude. <laughs> to tell people Glad to that know you, him. You that saw he's not a, a made up figure. I took a picture with him. I said I cannot leave dude. without having a picture with Fuzz. I saw that. Twitter very rarely makes me happy. 
Twitter, I see Twitter and I go, eh, I like it or I don't like it or I say something smarky or I go, I appreciate that. I saw a picture of you and Fuzz and I had this big grin. I was just like, what? It was two worlds that aren't supposed to collide, <laughs> colliding like uh, But it was like, great. Like an asteroid in the dinosaurs. It was great because it was like an old friend. I mean, the, the guy is like putting on an old glove. He's just he's, such an easy, you know what I mean? Looks just like an old glove. <laughs> No, he's he's the best. He's yeah. That Fuzz has been my best friend since like second grade. Uh, he's now my best friend. He so should be. We're gonna have to fight for him. Me and my other buddy were looking at him and we were trying to describe like how do you adequately describe and if and if you see the beard and stuff then you think one thing and you're not sure. We decided he's the Viking that couldn't that didn't make the team. It's funny that you say that because I was telling my son I go that guy is every D and D character I've ever been <laughs> like personified. <laughs> He's like when the Vikings go rape and pillage. They're like, oh, we're going to like rape and pillage and, and, and we're, you know, take over the island and take everything and fuss. He's like, you know, you guys don't have to do that. Like, he looks like a Viking, but he's like, really? Like, right. can't we just, we can all find our own place on this island. So share. the issue I'm talking so about, fuss, which a couple people came up to me and right away were like, ooh, I knew you pissed you off or oh. concerned me was as it's like 715 you know, we're, we're starting this thing at eight and it's like you know we're doing this like pseudo stand-up act me and you mm. and um so you sort of want a a little bit of i guess uh you know quiet at some point or control yeah and all of a sudden seven fifteen, door kicks open 30 dudes from a brew bus come bustling <laughs> in and i'm just like yes kill me now and a couple chicks well whatever i'm just yeah. like this is yeah. a nightmare because they are definitely not here for the show. They're part of this brew bus tour. Who even knows where they're, you know, where this thing started or how long yeah. they've already been on it. Yeah. How are we going to command, tell everyone to be quiet? It a, it's a bar. This isn't set up as a private event. So we, they don't, they don't give a shit that a podcast. Yeah, we're sort of at the will of these, these, uh, these guys. At, uh, Just temporarily, but but we but held out long enough was, for them to leave. Man, the timing was, was about when the show was, it was right. very close. Oh, I was so worried. I'm like, oh my god, this is all. I was just gonna leave. Well, it was funny because it, it was fair to say that. Um, the vast majority of people that were filling out the tables in the back area and, and most of the bar were people for podcast or one timers or fig beats um, or Harvey or Joe, and so that audience was a bit of a captured audience. Like they're there for the entertainment. We want to see what you guys have done. You've been talking about it for a month, and then yeah, and then the twenty five dudes come in that are like, "What's a podcast?" Like and they're smashing mugs over their head. You know what I mean? Eating light bulbs. And I was like, "Oh, oh boy." Uh, but it worked out okay. Yeah, they left just in the nick of time, and uh, so everything went great. Awesome event. Um, it, I feel like I need a couple of weeks before I even and, and again before I open my mouth and say this is a great idea, we should do it again. Uh, every everybody pulled their weight. Everybody was super cool. It just needed to be successful enough to have a marketing team do it. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing. Is my next show? I need to just. Like, I need to pay somebody to do the flyers and the marketing. I I'd like to show up as just talent. Not talent, producer. I agree. And I, I sort of got to do that. But I, I, I decided that you, the next event, we I just want to do a and I use the term loosely, podcast event for me and you. And I'm not taking away from your band. But what I'm saying is, I feel like... I don't know, man. I, I, I felt like... we just play in the background like Harvey, like we did for Harvey? No. What and I'll also talk while I play. I feel like if you, you need to put your... I would like to see what it, what it's going to be like when we both put our full energy into just that for the night. No, and I not have I, to worry about lo loading in equipment, loading out yeah. equipment, you know, all that all that BS. I think cracking wise with a crowd 
would be the best. I mean, it would be a different, a different animal. And it would be great because it's not just... Um, when we do these other shows, I was talking to my brother and my sister, and it was like, you, you, you beg people to come out. I shouldn't say beg, but you're constantly going, hey, we're doing something great, we're doing something great, come out, come out. Then they come out because you've asked them to come out, and maybe you were able to do it more, but me, I had to make sure that the lights were good, the sound No, was I had good, to work the room. And- so I'm bouncing around saying thanks for coming, but I don't feel like I'm adequately thanking mm-hmm. them. I'm just saying hello. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like saying, like, dude, come by my house for dinner. And then I just run out from the kitchen and throw a plate at you and go back in the kitchen. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I... But but a podcast would not be that. That would be... Every time I get a thought that I think someone else could be involved in, then maybe they could. You could throw just, it to them yeah, and ask them. Yeah. So... Uh, just yeah. more adequate appreciation, I guess, is what I'm saying. We're definitely completely excited about the idea of doing something else. would be great. So, with that being said... That being said... House cleanings out of the way. Yes. Um, I wanted to start something else that I know that I'm notorious with starting things and quitting things and flip-flopping and all that. I get <laughs> However, says you. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm very good at keeping it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we did something last year or the year before where we did the Hey My Man Apology Counter. Um, we got to bring it back. We gotta bring it back, and this time I'm either gonna farm it out since my boy Santos seems super reliable and down for the cause. We have some definite street team. We ha- we're starting to get a street team, and I love our street team. And I'm thinking maybe I could toss this to them because I'm so unreliable. But we used to complain that people in the public eye are doing way too much apologizing, and it's just it's getting nauseous because when you apologize all the time, it means you don't care, right? Like. If you say, I'm sorry for everything, then either people are getting offended too easily, which we know is the case, or you're not really sorry, you're just saying it. Well, the thing is, is a lot of times when you hear the apology, it's like you have to go back and find out what their apology. So the apology rings louder than the actual thing they said in the first place, which would have just went by the wayside. But the then, then the apology comes back, comes out, and then we have to hear about the apology for twice as long as we would have heard about their initial comment. Yeah, well, Jenna Bush from, uh, I guess she's on, I don't know if she's on ET or what, she's on NBC. George Bush's daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's what she was on Today Show or something like that. Know. Well, she did her first, um, I don't know if it was her first. She said it was her, she was starstruck because she they was They all on. say it's their first, Ben. It, it's <laughs> not true. What? It's always true, every time. Well, see, now I feel like you're ruining not only the red carpet, but a lot of my adolescence. Um Jenna Bush apologized because she was, when I say uh, the first, she said like she was starstruck for being on the red carpet. Maybe she's not used to it. I feel like she's been on a lot of them, but it doesn't matter. Maybe not Golden Globes. I don't know. Well, she went up to Pharrell, and I guess, I don't know, is he involved in this this Hidden Figures movie? No. So He's just black. She was just like, hey, there's a movie about black people. You're black too. You want to talk about no, it? No, no, no. She assumed, she got him confused with some other black actor in another black movie. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. And Whoa. so it was like the time when I do one of the best things I've ever seen. I, when I see this meme, I laugh. Michael Clark Duncan, the actor, died. And a newscaster put up, was telling a story about Michael Clark Duncan and put the years of life to death. But it was actually a picture of Terry Crews. And there was a lot of people, <laughs> there was a lot of shit about that. That's and I laughed beautiful. because it was like, dude, this people were like, this is obviously it's racist. Dude. This person can't tell, you know, obvi- one black person from another black. And that's what this is supposed to, you know, that's what people are trying to 
infer on this is, you know, like, oh, well, she just didn't know any better because according to her, you know, what's the difference between one black person and another, which isn't the truth. Okay. I, I told you when I was, when we were That's doing this event. That's how I read over stories. Like, watch in a bush apologizing for Pharrell. I gave you a notepad to but, write down some nicknames for your buddies during our event. Mm-hmm. And I had written, I don't know if you looked at it, but I had like two or three pages of like jokes that I had written out or where I wanted to go. Oh my God. I got to about a quarter of it because I told you it was like old school, like Frank the Tank, where I got up there. And it, I blacked out. We did whatever I did. And then I came to afterwards. I was like, because you have so much adrenaline. And you, the, yeah. the moment takes you over. It's not, <laughs> yeah. I've been in a band. I've performed on stage in a band. I've sang. I've played guitar. I've been mm-hmm. a bass player in a band. Not even close to the same thing. Different thing. A total different thing. Because <laughs> you're, okay. you're, you're, you're living and dying on the hope of a laugh. And each yeah. laugh gets you. It's like a frogger. Each laugh gets you to that next spot. Yeah, and it, well, and each laugh gives you confidence to say right. another. And, and I don't really have an experience. There's a very little, but talking in front of crowds. So, I, I guess I read it really quick. But who cares? I'm not. <laughs> no, I agree with you. You're still right about it. I'm still. It's still a stupid apology. So number one, hey my man. Uh, do we have a name for it? Just the hey my man apology counter. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna do it. Hashtag apology counter 2017. Santos, I nominate you. I'll help you in case you fall. Uh, the confusion began on the red carpet when Pharrell Williams, whose work is best honored in the best original score category, I would argue his best work was uh, for that shitty song from the Minions movie. Um, Happy? Yeah. Was it? Well, that's not a shitty song. It's just an, it's an earworm. Um, but the lyrics of that song, good God. Have you ever heard the lyrics of that song? Yeah. Like, he goes... Uh, like if if you're happy like a house without a roof, it's happy about that. I would argue if you don't have a roof, it's a very very sad household, especially in a storm. Okay, um, it was interviewed by the Today Show's Jenna Bush Hager. I guess she got two names. You're nominated for Hidden she Fences. You're nominated for Hidden Fences. How cool is that? She asked. You said that the party is known for a little drinking. Are you thinking you're going to partake? Williams' emotionless reaction spoke volumes as he drew a blank and frustrated stare away from the cameras. Though the gaffe appeared to be an isolated incident, Michael Keaton would soon follow in Bush's awkward footsteps only minutes later during the award show while presenting the award for best performance by an actress in a supporting role in the motion picture. The actor announced nomin- uh, the actor announced nominee Octavia Spencer's name and said hidden fences instead of hidden figures as well. First of all, Okay, look. they're making something out of it. Pharrell didn't make a uh, an annoyed look. He didn't. Well, you know, I'm sure he was just, just like, cut off guard. Like about? I'm not. I'm confused. But yeah, exactly. Remember when Samuel Samuel Jackson, some news guy, thought yeah. he was somebody else? And he goes, he goes, no, I'm the what's in your wallet guy. And he, he started doing like every black uh, <laughs> yes. uh, spokespersons. Yeah. Uh, that was as good as the Michael Clark Duncan. So, anyways, uh, it's it's just funny because I watched the video of her, and I don't have it up right now. But I watched the video of her. Basically, you could tell it was like, hey, at, at 8.15, we're going to throw it to Jenna, and she's going to make some small talk and then make it seem like that talk led her to an apology, which would then be very scripted. So she was like, yeah, Golden Globes. That was great. Oh, by the way, I did have a moment, and I want to apologize. And here's what bugs me about the apologies is they go, okay, if I – oh, geez. Here's the thing. This is a real-life story. But if I drink way too much whiskey and smoke a cigar, and the next day I'm supposed to be hanging doors, and instead I spend half of that day throwing up in my toilet because mm-hmm. I don't do hangovers well, I won't tell my wife. I won't go, listen, if perhaps I did something by not doing the housework I asked I said I was going to do and spent the whole day yakking into the toilet, if that offended you, if somehow 
that got misconstrued as an offensive act, well, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, what mm. they do, I, what, I, what I would do is go, yeah, I really effed up. I should probably get this. You know what I mean? I'm stupid. I'm a drunk. Blah, blah, blah. However, what they do is they'll say an apology that has that if and or but in front of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's like if, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hard way to explain it. But it's like what they do is they go, if by chance someone misheard some syllable of a word that I may or may not have said audibly or inaudibly. It to be this when it wasn't meant to be that. I mean, I'm sorry for, for the misconstruation. Yeah, if perhaps your ears heard a sound from my mouth that perhaps made you feel something that did or did not happen. It's like, you know, just say sorry or not. And if you're not, don't say it. But, but I don't that, think there's a the, reason to be sorry because there's, there's no reason. Yeah, and again, I love how they make it. They're like, "Oh, he had this annoyed look, and he like his blank stare said everything." It didn't say anything because apparently he retweeted later. He responded to it by saying like, uh, "You know, making some stupid he comment." He should have said like, "What's in your wallet?" It wasn't, we all would have been dying. It, it wasn't laughing. aggressive at all. It's so uh, it's such a non-story. Just another. But yes, log that as the first. Oh, I of didn't many realize she cried during her apology. I didn't, I didn't watch that long. I watched about thirty <laughs> seconds. So I was like, "Way to research." Well, no, I watched. I, I watched for about thirty seconds, and I made a fart noise. This guy, this I, guy, this guy writes down a topic that he's going to talk about. Absolutely, <laughs> did not less than fact, less than no fact checking. You know checking. what? It bothered me. I like I the said, fact that you're realizing how much better this bit could have been had you looked, taken five minutes while you took a shit to look at your phone. How did you, well, yeah, I mean, all those are facts. But the point is this: <laughs> that's our first apology. I don't have to know the if stands or buts. I think apology. you. I think our second one should be you. <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't prepare speak, this bit better. Speaking of you, I've been getting, super busy with a fucking Rats of the Rose event. Speaking of you getting drunk and having to hang doors, uh, so for my 40th birthday, I got a bunch of bourbon, like I told you, and I think I told you that when we got home, my wife maybe ripped through all the presents and opened cards and this, and I forgot to write down, or we were confused on who gave what, because when I showed up, a bunch of people had put and stuff put. A bunch of people had already put their gift, which was a bottle of bourbon or a bottle of this or a bottle of that, on the table with no card. You know what I mean? Because it's a surprise party. So no one handed me a gift. Right. So right. some of the stuff I wasn't exactly sure who gave me. So me and you went in the garage. I said it was a freezing cold that night, too. And I convinced you to come over. And I'm like, hey, let's have a cigar. I got a bunch for my uh, birthday, and I don't want them to go to waste. And, and you know, I have so many in my cold, humidor. Man. Let's, huh? It was super cold. My feet were freezing. So, oh, so we went in the garage, and in order to warm up, we decided to get two full glasses of ice uh, tumblers and uh, and fill it with straight bourbon. Yeah. So we opened up this bourbon. It sounds called, so good. It's called uh, Jefferson's. It's like Thomas Jefferson or whatever. And uh, we drank what seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle in Do about you know an hour who and gave ten you that minutes. Bottle? Well, here I'm gonna get to that. Oh, sorry. So shit, we're drinking the uh, we're drinking the bourbon. We're smoking the cigars. Man, it's going down. It is so. It was so good. I and I tell you, anybody drink this bourbon, man. It and is, I normally don't uh, like cigars that much, but the cigar was wonderful. The bourbon was great. Everything was just popping. And, and we talked about the event for maybe 30 seconds and immediately got like tipsy. And we're just, uh, who knows what we even talked about. We were about. supposed to plan the event. We, we we did like two minutes and then we talked about our dads for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what it ended up. <laughs> but uh, so I was at my brother's house for a Hanukkah party. And he goes, hey, uh, did you, did you, uh, you get that? What, what did you try the bourbon I got you? And I go, I don't know which one you got me. And he goes, Oh, the the Jeffersons. I go, Oh yeah. I go, You know what, dude? Honestly, I, me and Ben just disrespected that bottle. I go, We popped it open and literally drank the entire bottle of bourbon in in, in probably what two hours? Like two hours. Yeah. I would say it's the ultimate respect. I mean, and he go and and I go, Oh, and I also uh, and he goes, Oh, really? 
And I go, yeah. Uh-oh. And I go, uh, he goes, you, uh, do you guys smoke cigars? I go, yeah. I go, you gave me those, uh, those Cubas, those big ones. I go, we, 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 we took those down too. And he goes, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And I go, well, is that a problem? And his wife goes, well, I mean, he did, I mean, you could figure it out. Like, you know, got two cigars and a, a bottle of bourbon. He figured maybe you and him would, would, would oh, crack that open and oh, smoke the cigars no. together. And I said, nope, already done. But it was, all of it was fantabulous. Man, boy. So, about as good as my hangover. Here's the thing. I am that. obviously, subtlety is lost on me. And that's what I said. Like, dude, next time, hand me the cigars and say, hey, man, throw these in the humidor. These are for me and you. Let's let's smoke one together. So uh, I, I can't justify it. I guess you know I it just sucks. Pile on the reasons for your family not to be a fan. Yeah, I was gonna say Ben smoked half the cigar and then stomped on the rest of it. No, just kidding. I actually did no. smoke it all, man. That, dude, I feel bad. I didn't know. Dude, that. I'll tell you what makes me feel bad. I used well, to. Well, then have, next, you know what? You just have to when, get more. Or smoke a different one. Or within the last like four months of my dad's life, we were outside smoking cigars, and my brother-in-law Steve had come over, and my. My dad was like, uh, your dad was like, that's it. Well, I don't know that he was necessarily going to give Steve a uh, a cigar, but like, I think he felt guilty because we were both smoking cigars. So he's like, Ugh. And he gave Steve a cigar, and Steve started smoking it. And like, fifteen minutes later, it's an hour long, hour and fifteen minute cigar. His wife comes out and is like, we're leaving, and he's like, well, I just slit this cigar, and she's like, I don't, we're leaving now. I, you shouldn't have even started it. So he just takes it and he flicks it into the God. bonfire, and my dad—I just—I could just the oh. bonfire, yeah, because I had like a little bonfire going on. It was no, like, well, what's he gonna not. do? Put it out and relight it on a I cigarette? Don't know. I don't know. And he was just like, but oh, a bonfire I'm sorry, I had to go, like... and I'm like, bro, anybody else in the world that you got, you know, put your cigar out early for? Not, not this guy, because I like as soon as he left, I was like, oh, my dad's gonna—he's gonna just bitch about this forever. But <laughs> you said somebody's last words being something about <laughs> fuck that guy in a cigar, didn't you? <laughs> Oh, it was That's great. Brutal. It was great. Man. He's like, come closer. I just, you know, it's Tell funny. Steve I got something message for him. I, I look at it now and I look back <laughs> at like the stuff that was happening, you know, as this, the last year of my dad's life happened. And I, 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 I look at it. Some people would be like, oh, that's sort of a sad memory. I, I love every, every, every memory that I had that year because I just sort of like look at it and I go, I understand why this dude does every single, not that it's always right or, you know what I mean? But I just got it. Like, like something happened to where I was like, I think it was like, we made the full transformation where he handed me, like his soul left his body and came into mine. Like he was like, I'm passing the torch. You are fully trained, my son. You know, and like we just a, were like sympathetic to Darth Vader. Oh, just to... absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's good. That's good. So yeah, we did the bottle of whiskey. But sorry, Steve, you sorry, can never, you can never repay my dad for that cigar you disrespect. That's not something you can give back now. Nope. So that's just not going to happen. But uh, there can only be one of us. So good. <laughs> uh, I got a little bit of news. We're not the Beach Boys. <laughs> Hold that note for so long. 
Again, every time I have to talk about it, like, you know how much time I spent making that? <laughs> it's I just, insane. And my family was watching TV five feet away, and they could only hear the headphone, the music kick on. I was just going to ask, like, to be a fly on the wall and watch you going, hey, I think best. it sounds pretty good, it, man. I, well, look, I could I wish I, you guys could perform that. I couldn't like it more. But I do have some, some news. This actually ties into a benovation I had, and since we're not going to put we're not going to put... Yeah, I can't put a, a, a single quote inside of a double quote. I'm not doing it. It doesn't make sense uh, linguistically. But do you know what an Angela shot is? No. And I only bring this up because I have... Because the mm, cynical, pessimistic side of me immediately goes, What? And I mean, the other half goes, Well, that's a good idea. And then I do that internal flip-flop. That's usually what happens when you have a half and a half. You know what? Damn it for you ever saying that I flip-flop. Because I used to think I had fairly decent opinions. Now, every time I say opinion, I go, Well, but on the other hand. But I just want to throw this on you. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't have an opinion. It's for you. Um, an Angela shot is this. Have you ever heard of sometimes when... Um, okay, when they're... Yeah, have you ever heard of like Sergeant Coffee? Okay, well, like when I like, there's YouTube videos on on YouTube where a cop's like losing his shit in it during a traffic incident or something. He's getting angry, and it's like, whoa, whoa, this is gonna look bad on camera. So the other cop goes, "Hey, Sergeant Coffee wants to talk to you," and he pulls you to the side. No, but well, I know what you're saying. There's videos the like that. Basically, it's like there's code words. Um, sure. like, like when you're on a date and you go, "Oh, hey, um, can you look at this picture for me?" And like the girl sends a message of like, "Let's get the f out I, of here." Don't they? I I know for a fact in one of uh, Polotnik's books he talks about one of the stories mm. has like where there's all these like i don't know if his rant or are you trying to say palinic i don't say it like that you said palatnik I, that's how i say it that's where everyone brings food to a party <laughs> okay so palatnik is evident anyway he's ha- in one of the stories it's either um choke i think it's choke like he says that you'll hear stuff in a, in a uh a um a clothing store and it's code for Kid lost his mother. Or, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is along that vein. There's something going on uh, called Angela shots now. This ah. is a sign that's inside a female's bathroom. And I'll just read you as you were, pretend you're a girl. And you're, In all or just this one? Uh, this one, and I think some bars are okay. starting to, to do it now. Um, pretend you're a girl peeing in a stall. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you on a date that isn't going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. This bar's so smoky. Are you on a <laughs> Oh. Grow up. Are you on a date that isn't going? Are you on a date that isn't going well? Is your Tinder or Plenty of Fish date? First of all, if you're on a Plenty of Fish date, uh, it ain't gonna go well. Uh, is is your Tinder is this a tampon machine? Oh, sorry. <laughs> is your Tinder or Plenty of Fish date not going well? Uh, are they not who they said they were on their profile? You make another fart noise. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that wasn't a noise? All the jokes we've ever written in bits we've done, when you just start pretending like girls are farting on the on the toilet, it makes me laugh harder than all those put together. That's how grown up I am. Do you feel unsafe? <laughs> do, you, do you feel unsafe or even just a bit weird? We're here to help. Just go to the bar and order an angel shot. Oh, I said Angela, didn't I? It's actually angel shot. <laughs> I didn't do a ton of pre-production on this either. Okay, go to the bar and order an angel shot. Neat. If you order it neat, your bartender will escort you to your vehicle. If you order an angel shot with ice, your bartender will call an Uber or a Lyft with a Y for you. If you order an angel shot with a lime, your bartender will call the police in red letters. 
will handle things discreetly and without a lot of fuss. Parentheses, we've been there. And we want you to know that you're in good hands. Why why can't One you more just fart noise? Alright. So okay. So, so. <laughs> girls' farts are different. I forgot. Okay. But but my, my question is why can't you just say, hey dude, could you call an Uber? Hey Duke. Hey, yo, Duke, call it over. You're like all of a sudden like a rap reports in yeah. the bar. Yo, this ain't working out. Yo, you, 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 you got blinders you, on. You got blinders on. This is, yo, yo, you ain't gonna crack that ass proper tonight. Get get walking, Duke. Michael Rappaport is banging Taylor Swift. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I cut that one together. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so this is a obviously a service that's pro- provided by these bars where they teach the bartenders. Uh, a- <laughs> they teach? That should have been when girls are peeing. Um, <laughs> so they provide these to the bartenders so that they have to know. Um, and the girl orders this shot. And it's like, yo, I think this guy's maybe um, he's a little bit rapey or he's weird. If or that's like, not a fucking metaphor for life. Or he, right. he's just like, uh, like, you know, I thought this guy seemed nice. But all of a sudden he keeps telling me, like, he keeps asking me my opinion on rusty fish hooks. And I just want to go. So, rusty first, trombones? No, we've all got solid opinions of that. Um, at first, I was cynical. Then I decided I don't have an opinion for the show. How say you? Ordering an angel shot. Stupid. Oh, an angel. How do you feel about the name for one? Dumb. This but, is, but it's like a savior. Yeah. You know, like an angel's going to save you. I think you. The, the, on the, on the... On the head of a pin. There's a benefit to the one that's like, hey, please save me. Uh, you know, I like there's some creep. You know, I feel like I'm in danger, but I feel like that should be not specific to females because I also feel like you should be able to, if, if there's some dude that's like, you know, you go to a bar and you, you, you run into an old friend or someone you knew that's super annoying and you can't get away from them. That yeah. should also work for dudes. Like you tell the bartender, like, you know, give me this. And they know to take that dude away with another conversation or have somebody yeah. like, you know, run interference for you with that dude. What about the time I played at Wild Rose and there was that dude with the long fingernails at the end of the bar who just kept picking up guitars? Mm-hmm. Not mine. Cause, right. But he kept picking up my my um, guitarist guitar and like canoodling about while we were on break. And we were all like, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, it's not your stuff, dude. The whole the whole idea of like a girl's gonna walk up to the bar and like these bartenders have a bunch of shit they got to do already. So now part of their training is that they have to remember what these codes are. It just seems a little bit ridiculous. Here's where I got it wrong. Speaking of codes, oh my god, angel shot or the term asking for Angela, which that that will work. That'll work too. But here's my thing: is like, wait, wait, asking for Angela means all those things. Was it like shalom? It has like five meanings. Yeah, it's like mahalo. <laughs> yeah, I well, I think it's like if you ask for an angel shot. But maybe you've got a couple in you, and you're like, "Shit, Angela. I don't want the police come." Was it with like, was it neat? Neat means just like, "Hey, escort me to my car." But with a line means call the police. Again, and like you're like, "I'm not sure," and you go, "Just uh, Angela." Think about the quality of people that work in most establishments. <laughs> if you just see Angela Rappaport walks in and goes, "Yeah, you ain't gonna crack that ass, Duke." Think about the fact that you you're asking this bartender. He's you know doing all this bar backing, bartending at the same time, cashing out stuff. And now all of a sudden he's got to stop because you give him a code and walk you to your car. No, you know what? Call somebody else. That's what you got the ICE on your cell phone for in case of emergency, man. You drank too much. 
I don't know. It's your problem, man. Figure it out. Or are you supposed to pretend like you get a call from your friend and go, oh, man, like this Tinder date was going well, but my, uh, like my friend's about to have, um, like (laughs) diarrhea. I gotta go or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, this chick says, uh, on Twitter says, I'm wondering if somebody would be more offended by you ordering an angel shot than if they would by you just saying you're not feeling it. So like, what if, what if you're at, do I tell people I'm not feeling it all the time and they do not get it? Well, we just discussed the apology encounter. People are always offended. I mean, for God's sakes, I've, I guess I don't try too hard, but I always feel like I'm trying not to be too offensive. And people are always offended anyway. So um, say you're out and uh, you, you make a joke somebody doesn't like or something like that. Or you just go like, actually, I prefer the Swedish version of uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo because the rape scene was way more graphic. Or then again, but it was shot better in the American one. And you start going real deep into it. And they're like, you know what I mean? They run up and they just ask for Angela. Maybe you just love films, right? I feel like... Again, we we get, we come to this this thing where I just said not, that to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. It, it, I'm just being dumb, but I mean, like, what if you're just talking to somebody and they you say something that triggers something in them, and all of a sudden they're like, "Can I get an angel shot?" And you're like, "Yo, just yeah, just say like, I, yeah, just." I didn't even finish yet because I was going to wrap around and clean this up. How about we do maybe in health class? They teach a a little segment on picking up social cues because I notice this all the time. They still do that. They don't ever, do they ever do it? I'm saying they should because my, the biggest thing with me is if we're talking, I'm looking, I always look people in the eye. The minute I stop looking at you in the eye or I just start shaking my head. Yes. While you're talking, that means I'm done. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's uncomfortable because there's times where people are not done talking to you. And especially happens because I tend to be more of a sober person and with them around people that are drinking. Hmm. If I was drinking too, maybe I wouldn't notice it as much. How dare you? But I feel like, like people just have to be responsible to pick up these social cues or they cannot be mad at me when I just go, all right, dude, enough's enough. You yeah. have anything else that you want to say? If not, it's time to move Yeah, like on. violence wasn't my first option, but it's like you, I tried to, you know, try other ways. Let me, let me, let me take you down the road of, uh, of uncomfortable here. So are you, you got anything else on that? I got more news, but not just an okay. angel shots. I just, I wanted to get your take because at first I said, okay, well look, if I put yourself in, in the, in the other person's bathroom stall, if you were there, um, and some guy, like, say you're a girl and you are there by yourself and some guy's legitimately creeping you the F out and you're at a bar, you don't, you don't know anybody. It would be nice to be like, Hey dude, let's... why are you at a bar where you don't know anybody if you're a chick? Who knows, man? I don't know. Just say you go on a bar or say you go to a bar. How about this? First bar was fine. Guy was a gentleman. You get to the second bar. He's got a couple, um, he's got a couple <clears throat> fuzzy navels in him. All of a sudden he starts getting real feely. We're just, you don't you're not into it. Right. And you, you try... mean touchy. Because feely could mean a lot of things. No, I just mean like he's like, I miss my dad. <laughs> no, I just like, uh, just I don't know. Just gotta stop drinking that Jefferson. Just say it's getting weird, and it's been. It, you thought he was cool, and so you left your car at the other bar, and, and who knows? Just whatever. There's a million scenarios, right? It's. It seems like a cool idea to go. Hey, there's a nice break the glass in case of emergency. What kind I feel, of dick- I, I feel like there's already normal ones for that, but what kind of dickhead is getting shit faced drunk on his first date? No, oh, they're out there. <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. I mean. I got some stories I could tell you. They're, but, they're, but I mean, they're, they're all personal. There. But oh yeah, I mean, not about me at all. But uh, so the the point is this: I think it's you. You can't really have. Can you really have too many options to help someone get out of a jam? That's fine. No, you're on your own. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like this sign. And all I right. also don't like the fact that girls Hashtag have team Ben. Girls have couches <laughs> in the bathroom. Oh yeah, that's sweet. I mean, I want one. You ever notice that? 
What are you going to do, though? What are you going to sit in there and do? Well, they're in there for. for. Well, I, think I thought it was for holding, like, you know, if you had to hold your baby or whatever, but do they need, I don't know that you need a couch in the bar, but a girl's bathroom in the bar. Well, probably because all your friends are doing stuff to their face, and so you're like, well, I don't want to go out there by myself. I'll just sit on this couch and pass out. Dude, there were guys, there were two guys peeing in the same urinal at the Wild Rose Get show. out of here, I swear they? to God. And the, I was in the were they stall. Going, were they making sword noises? No, no, like, I, I going, was in the stall. They were, these dudes were like in their 50s. One guy. Kids. One How is this just now coming up? One guy is peeing in the in the urinal, right? I'm in the stall. Another guy comes in the bathroom, and the other guy goes, "Don't you, don't you do it, don't you?" And the other guy's laughing. Get <laughs> out swear of to God. Here. So they don't know I'm in the stall. They're peeing. One guy is like, <laughs> one guy's peeing straight on the other guy's at like a nine degree angle. Don't and cross the streams. Don't I think, cross the streams. I don't know if he was peeing on the other guy or what. What was going on? I don't think any of that. Well, was everybody knows that if your pee Dude, touches, that makes you gay. I walked out of the stall, and they both looked at me, and they go. Oh, we didn't know you were in here. And I go, oh, not only am I in here, I'm about to walk up on stage and address the entire crowd. So I'll be seeing you guys. The fact and I that walked you did out, not dude. Tell about their oh, gay peeing was. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought, you know, it was a perfect opportunity. But that's, to, not, that's not outing them as. But I thought that's... to myself, like, the guy did a classy thing and didn't pee in the sink because I've seen that too. So the other guy was taking way too long, apparently. This guy I just need to come in. I promise you, those were brew bus people that were peeing. No, this was after the brew bus left. This was right before we went on the stage at the mm-hmm. 9 o'clock hour. Say, hey, my man, podcast fan? No. No. All right. hey. Never seen these guys before. Hey, find us on Twitter. Let, Let me us tell know you something, you Ben. Were. One thing I know for sure, it wasn't my dad and it wasn't your dad. Anybody else, I can't say. Somebody's dad <laughs> wasn't ours. My dad was not there, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, I had, uh, I had a buddy of mine go out to um, – uh, Goodfellas in Crown, uh, or Goodfellas in Cedar. I had a buddy of mine meet up with me and my brother at the Goodfellas bar in Cedar Lake on Wednesday. I guess every Wednesday they have comedy night. I was under the impression it was uh, open mic night. So I called my buddy and uh, my buddy Chris and I said, hey, I think there's an open mic night up at Goodfellas. He goes, oh, all right. And he doesn't usually go out. I said, I just thought, you know, maybe you'd want to go up there. He goes, yeah, I could probably go up there. I probably, I, maybe I could probably do like 10 minutes. I go, no, I meant like go up to the bar. And I go, and secondly, when you do an open mic night, they don't give you 10 minutes. So I'm just asking you to go there and watch the comedian. Now, this guy is notorious. I'm hurt that I was invited. I I, I went to the Chicago Theater with him and my brother to see Jackie the Joke Man Martling in the early 90s. This guy brought the Chicago Theater to a standstill (laughs) with a racist (laughs) joke. Do you want to say his name? No, I don't. Well, his name's Chris, but that's as far as we're going to go. So... It I'm, was, into, I'm into this guy. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, it, it was. It fit right into what was going on there, but like he he went a, a, a step too far apparently. That uh, and so anyway, he has this uh, innate. You can't shut this guy down. So like part of my brother and me were like, it's kind of it's going to be funny to kind of see what happens uh, if he does get up on stage because I he he just is going to go up there, uh, no material and just wing it. He thinks he can do this. So How I'm in like, the world can he think he can no clue, do that? No clue. No clue. I'm so, so jealous of the confidence of that he, guy. He starts, we get there, and the the host, um, I think the guy's name is Rodney Lumpkins, uh, and he I, he hosts this every Wednesday at, uh, like I said. Always at, at Goodfellas At where? Goodfellas in Cedar Lake. It's right on Indianapolis Boulevard, like right into Cedar Lake. I mean, from this. 30 and 41, it's like, well, it's it, it ended up not being an open mic. Can I go up there and just screw up my bank teller bit like I did on <laughs> it, J-O-B? It ended up being uh, pro- like a professional comedian. There was one guy that went up. I think he'll let like a, a new guy come up and do like two minutes up front every week. But then it's a prof- him and another professional comedian. So this, this comedian's on stage and he starts telling this joke. And I, I don't want to 
to bite his joke, but basically he was mm. saying like, I'm a comedian. I've never really had a legitimate job. This is not what I do. So the bit was basically like, Hey, I like to go. And, uh, I, when I go to apply for new jobs, when I find myself in that situation, I like to lie and say that I was part of businesses that already shut down. Like, for example, he says, okay. Oh, you know, I was a district manager at, at Blockbuster Video. Or, <laughs> you know, funny. hey, I, yeah. I, you know, I was a, um, you can go a few ways a, with that. A yeah, corporate yeah. manager up at Circuit City. So my buddy who's sitting there now, there's like a room right in front of the stage and then we're in the bar area, but we're, we're the first table into the bar area. And I knew I had to sit him a little bit away from the stage because I was like, otherwise it's, it's going to go crazy. He starts yelling out meta world peace, meta world peace, meta world peace. And the comedian's like, what? And he's like, meta world peace. And the comedian is like, tries to move on with the, he's like, tries to just deflect, but he can't because the guy, he just, and we're like, dude, shut up. He's like, Your Meta bro, World. This dude cannot stop himself. So, no, hell no. So the guy stops and goes, I, he goes, you, you have anything else you want to continue on? He goes, is there a punchline to your to your comment or are you just going to keep yelling he was the same that thing guy. Out? Your friend was that guy. So this is crazy. So the guy goes, go ahead, finish. And he goes, well, I was just going to tell you that um, when Meta World Peace got uh, got on the bulls, he, uh, he actually worked at Circuit City for that first year because he wanted to keep the discount. That's a true story. And the guy goes, great. How does that move my joke? Now, this guy's performing. He goes, how does that move my joke along? I like that he's walking up to the line and going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my buddy goes, well, it doesn't. I just thought that maybe you didn't know that. And I thought it's some interesting information. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, dude, you need to shut your mouth and, and just be like, this is, this is a one-way thing. <laughs> so we're sitting at the table and I tell my buddy, I, go, I feel like he did okay now. I go, that you, what are you respect. doing? He goes, well, I don't think he knew that Meta World Peace worked at Circuit City. I go, what do you think? What do you, What in your mind is happening right now? He goes, what? And I go, dude, you cannot hack. I go, they're going to throw us out of here. And he goes, I didn't heckle him. I go, yeah, you did. He goes, no. He goes, I didn't heckle him at all. Heckling's when you like say bad stuff or you're like, you suck. Or I go, no. Okay. This is how a performance of comedy works. He prepares jokes ahead of time in his car, in his house, in his bathroom, in the shower, wherever. And then he tests those jokes on an audience who either laughs or doesn't laugh. They don't add their own comments. They don't raise their hand and, and offer some information. And he, and he, if you looked at his face, now this guy is 41 years old, completely <laughs> blown away, puzzled, and baffled by what I'm telling him. He's like, dude, are you serious? I, I, I was out of line on so this? I'm so glad I went to your birthday party. He goes, I was out of line on this? Yeah, dude, you were out of line. And my brother's just shaking his head. Because like I said, we've been, we've been dealing with this for years. So... Your poor the brother. Guy, I feel like your brother just sits by and watch people. He just like watches people misbehave for a living. He just like sits by and just goes like, "That's not how. You, that's wrong. That's you shouldn't." The guy. Oh, he. I think he half encourages it because he sort of thinks it's no, funny. But I'm like, not like in a in a bad way. I just feel like I feel like your brother's. I don't know him that well, but I just feel like he's always doing the right thing, and everyone around him is not. That's just the way it seems like. Well, all I could tell you. So the comedian gets off the stage, and my buddy goes. Uh, he wa- he has to walk past us to get to you know the back of the bar or whatever. So my buddy stops and goes, hey, man, uh, I'm sorry about what happened up there. I didn't realize that I was, like, stepping on your bit or getting in. The guy's like, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. He goes, dude, I'm a big supporter of comedy. Like, I didn't even realize that uh, I was just trying to help you out, with letting you know that Meta World Peace worked at Circuit. And I go, I go, listen, dude. He's like, you can add to that him to your bit, which listen. legitimately could, maybe. I go, let me tell you something. This guy right here does not give two shits that Meta World Peace worked at Circuit City. <laughs> he didn't care then. He doesn't care now. Stop talking about it. It would help Dude, his joke, though. This in, guy. In to your friend, it would add to his joke. The guy sits down. My buddy gets up from the chair and goes over to him. He goes, hey, I'm going to go over and see if I can do. Three times minute. now, this guy's basically said, like, stop saying your Circuit City. 
information he, to me. He says, I'm going to go over there and talk to him and see if I can, you know, get a, get a, a date on the next show so I can do some stand up. And I go, is he thinking he's, he's, he's got bit? I don't know. He's just going to go up there and do it. So he goes, well, he leaves oh, us. He goes over and he's so talking great. to the guy and I'm thinking, man, this guy doesn't know him and he's not going to be able to, there's, there's no way he's going to get stuck. He needs that angel shot for sure. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Oh, with Lyme. I wasn't giving it to him. I'm like, I want to see how this turns yeah. out. At least so he asked for Angela. Dude, the guy gave, I watched the guy giving him his information. Like, I think he's given my buddy his cell phone number. Like, hey, get a hold of me. That's the Maybe, worst mistake. I'm like, what if, this guy's a what, fool. Are, what, is, what is happening here, man? What is happening here? So I'm imagining my buddy's going to tell me in the next couple of weeks, and I'll let everybody know because I want everybody within here, you know, within it's ear not range that far of from me Crown right Point, now, you guys, you got to go to come out and 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 watch this guy and yell Meta World Peace out at him while he's trying to perform. Oh. No, or seriously, just, just to go there and, and and see what he's going to bring to the table, which I promise you will be insane, insane. Yeah. You didn't promise awesome. You promised no insane. insane. And that's so, that's what I go for. I can get awesome anywhere. I give it to I, I like odd. I give it to this uh, to to Rodney Lumpkins because he was calm, cool, and professional all throughout. I mean, I know I probably would have I would have come off that stage, and if the dude would have approached me, it would have been it would have been a bad yeah, day. You just have yeah, me on stage. You want to do it again? Yeah, really? Right. Yeah. No, the guy no. was a complete professional. So check out Mr. Um, Lumpkins. Hats off to you. Check out Goodfellas uh, in Cedar Lake. I will uh, put the address up on our Facebook page and our Twitter Wednesday nights. Yeah, so we're recording the podcast. Today is Monday. Wednesday, uh, they'll be back up there. So it won't be the same comedian. Rodney will be up there, and he does like the, obviously. Come on, uh, boys night out. Let's do The hosting. So if you're available, I don't know. I'll make myself available for that. (laughs) Are you kidding me? But I just wanted to talk about how oblivious some this guy again he's 41 years old doesn't understand that it's not a two-way street during a live performance when you first told the story i was thinking like oh this guy is sort of heckling but then when the guy called him on it usually people clam up no he will (laughs) or or get like dumb you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. dumb aggressive when you said he like followed it up with like you know, that's why I say he's going up to the line because you said he's basically just like uh, oh no i have more information and he like accurately relates you know said information but then afterwards when he was surprised that he heckled like the fact that his mind state is just no i'm just simply trying to give you information uh right now it's during your bit <laughs> while you're on stage i just thought you should know this to, like it's the worst time ever to add that like even if and it would be weird if you did it afterwards but even if afterwards you go hey you guys are talking about like like having you know like jobs of fake places did you know that Meta World Peace like pretend to work at Circuit City or what? Like even that's like I don't know if he wants you to help him with this bit, but that makes more sense mm-hmm. to go like no no I seriously thought yelling it on stage would enhance your act right now. Just to clarify, so so Rodney the guy that was hosting it didn't that wasn't his joke it was the other comedian's joke, but my friend did equal amount of time uh, when he was on stage yelling things out too, and he also like had to uh, it, it was just a mess. So that's awesome. I will, like I said, I'll keep you up to date on whether or not he gets an opportunity to uh, stand on the stage and, and uh, try out his uh, his material. It's, I can't wait. It's beautiful. I, and I'll be jealous of him, too. I'll be like, wow, you did it. That's amazing. I have one more new story. And this one, I'm sure you're going to be into. It's official. Mike Tyson says that he will be training Chris Brown. I saw this. For, this is brand new. Go this shit just came out. I saw it. says he will be training Chris Brown for his fight against Soldier Boy. Did mm. you, now, I know you're a boxing fan. And I know you don't give a shit about Chris Brown. Or Soldier Boy. However, I know you give a shit about Mike Tyson. I do. 
Did it say did, who's going to be coaching Soldier Boy? Yes. Who? Uh, Money Mayweather's team. Floyd Mayweather is going to be coaching Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy saying, talking trash about Tyson, saying, what's he going to do? This is how dumb this guy is. He's going, he goes, what's Tyson going to do? Teach him to bite my ear off? As though Tyson Dude. doesn't have an uh, insane record of smashing people's face in Prior before that. that. But but the other part of it is, is we talked about this before. I guess that's where you Mike, go. Mike Tyson right away, right? is sort of a... It's it's no different than, and it's gonna kill me, man. What is the name of the tiger that smacked the shit out of Roy? Uh, Siegfried. No, that's oh, the name of the other. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever the name of the tiger. Did he eat him or something? He, he like or? ripped it. You know, he like gouged him and then bit him in the stomach or something. Like he fucked him up pretty bad. Did he kill him? No. All right. He maimed that then. But this is how I look at Mike Tyson. At this point, okay, you Mike Tyson. That tiger. Mike Tyson is one of those guys where. Even joking around for promotional purposes, I'd be real careful. I'd be real careful. That's all I'm saying because the fight might not even make it past the press conference when Mike Tyson beats the living dog shit out of Soldier Boy. Yeah. Well, everyone might go, hey, this is a fundraiser. This is a thing that we're just doing to settle a beef. This We're going to saw... raise money for kids with cancer. Who knows? Didn't you everyone... see when they tried to happen when, when Rocky and Clubber Lang thought it was just going to... I mean, when Rocky like and, entertainment. When Rocky it? and Thunderlips were going to do a promotion and Thunderlips mm-hmm. threw him right out of the ring, same kind of thing here. One person understands reality, the other person does not. And in this case, bad guy yeah. to fuck with. Yeah, I think... I like, told you, he beat a guy with an antenna. See, there's four... <laughs> That's a great story. See, there's four people involved. There's Money Mayweather... There is Soldier Boy, there's Chris Brown, and there's Tyson. Three of those people go, um, this is a fight for X amount of reasons, right? But one of those people is going to go, one of those people, God, I talk well, porters. Uh, one of those people is going to go, wait a minute, uh, somebody just talked shit to me. I, I'm, I'm going to go smash that guy's face in. Like, this, it doesn't matter what. Right. And here, listen, listen. And the reason I'm so absolutely uneloquently explaining it, watch him and listen to his face. Booyah. Soldier I'm, Boy said, what's he going to teach Chris Brown how to bite I, my ear? I didn't know that Mike Tyson actually heard that he said that. That's terrifying. I literally, when I was watching that, I was like, dude, this this is going to be a bad, this is going to be a problem. Dude. Um, yeah. It's, now, part of me wants to go, okay, he gets it. He's promoting it. So it's like talk a little, talk a little smack. But like you said with the Tiger, it's a great example. I yet yeah, even if it's it, Matthias is not as dumb as you think. Like he gets it. It doesn't mean that when someone says something to him, he's not going to get angry and take it to another level. Well, I look at it this way: you can take a lot from somebody. You can take their money. You can take you know their house. You can take you know any kind of tangible thing in the world uh, from somebody, and, and 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 you could take a loved one from them, and, and you could cripple a person. But when you take someone's dignity away, that's when they have nothing else, right? So you look at a guy like Mike Tyson and you're like, yeah, call out all the stupid things this guy's done. He acknowledges those stupid things. He's the first one to be like, yeah, I was high on cocaine. I bit a dude's ear. I pretty much threw my career away because I became a drug addict. His honesty I, sets him free. But, but, but sets him free. the one thing that, that we can all agree on is he is not right 
when he's not right. So it doesn't take much to <laughs> to turn Mike Tyson from the guy who can go, hey, I'm going to look back and, and I'm going to do a, a stage show and we're all going to laugh about these crazy things that I did to him doing another crazy thing and having to do another stage show in a year from now. Oh, you know dude, what I'm it's, saying? It's the best. I'm, te- <clears throat> I'm still terrified of Mike Tyson. I don't care if he's riding around on one of those stupid things and falls Always. down on his ass. As long as there's a little <laughs> bit of Mike Tyson left in like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Arguably, you know, to this day, they're, they're, right now, there's better fighters, tougher guys out there than Mike Tyson today, right but now. Not, not not the combo of crazy plus vicious. I don't even care about the boxing ring. I'm not even talking about putting on boxing gloves. Mike Tyson's not getting into a boxing ring. Mike Tyson may fight you in the press conference in the hotel. If he can beat you with an antenna, he can beat you right. with anything. And I don't care what Floyd Mayweather teaches you. I don't even. He might beat Floyd Mayweather too. Floyd Mayweather, uh, obviously fantastic boxer, has made his living off of being too slick to catch and then throwing punches and jab. And he hurts people too. You know what I mean? Obviously he can box. But his thing is be slicker than than the bad dude. He's not going to teach the things that Tyson will teach. Dude. And if Chris Brown, who we already know, um, has a reputation for hitting people, he enjoys it. So mm-hmm. it's in him. He likes sure. hitting. He likes hitting people. But what happens when he gets hit? God forbid. <laughs> well, God forbid if Soldier Boy puts on a women's wig. It's over with, right? Um why are these guys fighting? I don't Tyson's understand. Do you, like, is there any backstory? You know what? I saw, I know you didn't I saw a video. Well, come on. What do you want from me? I saw a video of 50 Cent saying like it. it, it <laughs> well, you're he, bringing him into the no, mix. He's like one of the promoters or right. something. He's like, all right, it's set up. We're going to have this dude versus this dude and blah, blah, 50 Cent soldier boy. I thought he was joking, but I guess he was serious. So they're going to have this. It's for charity. How is this any there different than be when some Bonaducci of... fought Ron Papillo? Uh, I don't know that it is a lot different other than it's not on Fox. If well, I think it just, Fox. it's a little more clout it up just because these, these are like dudes who are supposed to be tough and are in, in shape. Mm, Whereas you have like Bonnie Ducci fighting Horshack. I don't know if the guy that says like Superman that hoe, I don't know if he's supposed to be that tough. He's definitely tougher than Horshack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Now, Bonnie Ducci, I think, you know, he's a black belt, but another guy who's whacked out of his mind. Is and, he black belt? And, really? Yeah. yeah. I knew he's wild. Yeah. All I know he about Bonaduce is, I don't even what, know what, is it... what Corolla talks about him <laughs> from the radio show. But I don't I don't know that it is a lot different from that uh, celebrity uh, boxing fight that you were referring to. But no, I don't know. Maybe they have some... Yeah. Well, you just Look, have these, have bigger, these big names attached to other big names. I just so... don't want to spend a ton of time Googling Soulja I'm, I'm not watching. But I think, I'll just tell you that right dude, now. Dude, I'm watching. No, I have no interest. If they air it, come on. I'll no interest for in it. That. Let's do it. If you'll pay for it, I'll watch it. But I'm not... I'm. I no way in hell... Do I care about the outcome? I'll watch, the, like I said, the pre-fight press conference just to hope that some fireworks yeah. go off. But. Now, maybe I'm just projecting, but I feel like maybe there was some sort of little feud beef and then two, like, bigger professionals. You know, like, say Chris Brown and Soldier Boy are talking a little bit of smack back and forth, 50 Cent and, like, Floyd Mayweather, some real, you know, like a little bit more bad than these two, mm-hmm. are like, listen, yeah, listen, listen kids, listen, kids. If you want to do it, let's do it. Let's promote it. Let's make it. And now they're all maybe not that mad at each other, but when they get in the ring, they will. They will be. Yeah. And I don't care about the fight. I care about Tyson being in the fight. I care about anything Tyson. It's going to be another like punching each other with the palms of their hands. You know, I don't care how much training you put in. There's, you'd have to. It's not going to be. It's it's going to be ridiculous. It's fine. I don't know why they got to put it on each other. I'm going to wait for the moment Mayweather says something to Tyson, and then Tyson eats him. That's going to be great. Come on. Well. All I'm saying is it's it's a it's another uh, not something I don't plan I don't to watch. But the, if you're paying for it, like I don't even need the violence of it. I just want to see what Tyson. I just like him being involved dude, in any way, shape, or form. Everything about Mike Tyson's great. The only reason I watched Every, The Hangover is because I knew he was in it.
That is episode 138. But before we leave, I do want to again push. This is we the flip-flop episode. T-shirts available. Black. Yes. Now listen, if you go to our Facebook page or you go on our Twitter page, you'll see the links. There's a shirt that's black with white ink. There's a shirt that's gray with navy blue ink. The ink is the only thing that needs to stay. So if you go to that black shirt and you go, you know what? I'd rather have a red shirt. You, As long as you pick the one with the white ink, you can manipulate the shirt color. Hmm. So you're not stuck I buying the that black shirt. You're just stuck with the ink color on that shirt. I just found out recently. Okay. Um, so you could say, like, uh, I want a red shirt with the navy blue ink. You go to the one with the navy blue and gray, and you just change the shirt behind it. You just can't change the ink color. Okay. If that makes sense. Why are we selling shirts, Dave? Um Well, we're selling shirts to the initial reason is because, obviously, we want to we wanna have some shirts out there so people go, what's that? And yeah, it spreads the word the a little bit. Yeah, get the name out. Get but the name out. The even bigger reason is is to offset the cost, the annual cost to us to even do the podcast. And again, we we don't charge anything. We don't ask anything in return except for this, which you get something out of it, which is a T-shirt. And I I would argue that if you go to a concert, you're paying fifteen twenty dollars for a T-shirt anyway. Uh, yeah. So if it's something you like anyway, and you would normally wear a T-shirt of a band you liked or whatever, um, we just ask that you. Uh, Please buy one of our T-shirts. We we even have uh, their sweatshirts available too. Hoodies, I think they're like thirty three dollars. I had that thought too, and when we were when I was trying to retweet them and put them out, um, I think some people may bristle initially at the idea of like, oh, I gotta spend money, I gotta buy stuff. But like, that we have done one hundred thirty eight, one hundred thirty eight episodes. It's not no one's getting rich, no one's trying to make money, no one's losing their leaving their jobs. No one's really not making any money. It's just that we're losing money. It's well yeah, it's just and and we will continue if we have to. It's just that we like doing it and doing this would be hey, you get the free entertainment, you get a 20, 30 shirt whatever it is. Uh, and you can continue to keep getting it, and we can continue to keep doing it. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, I, and I know the hooded sweatshirt, you know, being like thirty dollars or whatever. That's a hoodie, a little, man. Hoodies are never like twenty dollars, man. It, it seems a, it seems a little bit, but you you also have to remember, like I said, the majority of that, the whole idea behind it is that you're helping us offset the cost because, like I said, it, you know, we spend a couple hours recording the podcast, then there's four or five hours a week editing and producing the podcast, so. We like to keep doing it. Um, the only we just want to be able to justify it to our wives, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> which by the way, we enjoy doing. It's not something like oh, like you're gonna make it worth our time. It's not that. It's just that just bandwidth and, and right, hundred percent honest. Yeah, we have to we have to, to, to tell the wife. I have to tell the wife that we're, we're we're leaving and spending time in front of the computer screen, and I won't be home, so we can do this. And it's not uh, costing us anything, rather than it's also costing me us two hundred dollars. She doesn't mind or... me leaving a ton. She likes me not being around her, maybe possibly, but she doesn't like me to leave and spend money. So <laughs> that's a combo. Um, I think there was something else. Um, can check you... just check out all the Twitter stuff lately. It's been a lot of cool shots of the Rats at Rose event. Rats at the Rose event. Uh, Harvey and Joe took a bunch of really cool photos and some video of me singing off key. It's awesome. Just if, if you weren't able to make it, check out. It was a fun, fun time. And you know what? And I will say this. Until I saw my side profile, I didn't realize how bad it had gotten. But I'll take care of it, people. Don't worry about it. Was I don't, it, I need your com- Jesus moments? I don't need your comments. Okay. I'm just saying. I, don't have I saw it too, and I was like, man, I didn't know it had gotten that far. I was GDP like, man, yoga, I, thought, me and I, you, dude. I thought I was, I actually looked at the picture. I was like, dude, I look like Jim Belushi. <laughs> no, just in the face part. Like Jim Belushi. Just in the face part. All right. Yeah. No, I don't like, I don't care for that guy. All right. Well, that's episode 138 of the podcast. We will see you next week. Later. 
Take care.